Hello, everyone. Welcome to the PFN Betting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Lewis, joined by PFN Betting and Fantasy Analyst, Kyle Sapi, filling in for David Bierman. Kyle, how are you? I'm doing well. We're getting ready for week eight here. We're halfway through the fantasy season. We're almost halfway through the quote-unquote real season. We've got an okay game on Thursday night. Buffalo's fun to watch and, you know, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. So we'll see, but I'm excited for week eight. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I mean... Not the best matchup, but far from the worst. And either team is a lot more fun to watch than the Saints. Like, True. they got to be the biggest eyesore in the NFL. Right? One of the biggest eyesores in the NFL right now. And we had to watch them on Thursday Night Football last week. So, this is a big step up in entertainment, at least. I would agree with that. Nothing wrong with um, the little Josh Allen. He's nothing if not entertaining. No, and, and uh, Baker's pretty entertaining, too. And uh, he's a good talent on both sides of the ball offensively. And um, there's... Some uncertainty around the status of Godwin and Baker. They were questionable earlier this week, but now we finally have player props up for those guys. So even though all indications where they're going to play, we have been holding out to see uh, if they have any props up for them, but now we do. So let's get into the odds for uh, Thursday night football game this week. Buffalo is uh, eight and a half point favorite. Total is at 43. Both teams are coming off of losses last week. Buccaneers, the score looked a lot closer than it actually was because of three fumbles, three turnovers and Desmond Ritter going two at the goal line versus the Bills had a really shocking loss to the Patriots who looked like the most lifeless team in football in the past couple of weeks. But both teams are kind of been struggling right now. The Bills have been kind of a mess defensively since they've had injuries to Jadavius White, Daquan Jones, and Matt Milano, while the Buccaneers are starting to Fall back to reality a little bit. They're kind of a fool's gold team early in the season, one of those classic teams that looked that didn't look as good as their record showed and might have uh, messed with the perception that people had for them and this process that people overvaluing them and betting on them and so forth. But is there anything that you're eyeing from looking at the uh, standard uh, markets and odds here? Yeah, I mean, just at the top of the board, if we're talking spread and total here, I'm going to go the Bills to cover. I mean, you're talking about the second-best red zone offense in the league. Tampa Bay ranks 28th. Tampa Bay's red zone defense has been great this year. Third worst last season. So maybe this is a regression spot there. I'm banking on Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and the guys cashing in when they get the opportunity. And Buffalo just wants to pass the ball. And what's the one thing Tampa Bay does well? They clog the middle and stop the run. So to me, this opens up the world for Buffalo. A nice gate-right spot. They haven't, they haven't looked good in two weeks here. It's been ugly. One win, one loss. I get it. I think you can lay the points here. If you want a little safer, you go Bills first half, Bills money line, minus 175, 180, depending where you look. There's juice involved there. It's a little safer, but I'm not I'm not shying away from laying eight and a half in this spot. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to join you on laying the eight and a half because the Bills are so Jekyll and Hyde oh and I have some concerns about this team, but at the same time, it could be a good buy low spot for them, which is kind of funny to say when you're favored by eight and a half points on a short week. I was having a hard time trusting their defense right now with that many points. I mean, they gave up, what, 29 points to the Patriots last week. And this Buccaneers team, obviously, a much better unit than that Pats team. But with the Bills, I don't know how the numbers are in front of me, but we all know they either win very close games or they either lose really close games or win and blow out. So if they're yeah. going to win, they're probably going to cover that eight and a half. I'm not going to be able – I'm not interested in playing that number, but – if you are not trying to overreact to what we saw in the previous week, that's a good. This is a good spot to back the Bills. For me, I'm looking on the other side of the ball. This is kind of a gutsy play because primetime unders have really been king this year. Although they're just three and four on Thursday night football, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to isolate the Buccaneers team total 
Right now, it's at 16 and a half at DraftKings. I liked it when it was at even money, but now it's trending in my direction. But even though I lost the value, minus 110 still feels good enough to me to get to 17 points. And let's give you some numbers about this Bills defense since they've had all those injuries. In the last three weeks, 26 in success rate on defense since they've lost Davius White, Matt Milano, and Duacon Jones. The teams they faced during that time, Jaguars, good offense. Giants, <laughs> Giants horrendous offense. Patriots, another horrendous offense. The Jaguars had 474 yards of offense against them and scored 25 points. Giants, they only scored nine points, but we remember they got stopped to the goal line twice. Mm-hmm. That's like at, least, at minimum six points left on the board right there, as much as 14 points left on the board. Fluky stops right there. And up to that point, besides that Cardinals game, that was the most yards the Giants had generated in a game to that point in the season. Meanwhile, the Patriots last week, 29 points, 364 yards of offense. It was their second best game of the season in terms of offensive yards for the Patriots, but by far their best by yards per play, 6.6 yards per play, one and a half yards more per, more than their next best game this season. So I might be selling a little too low on this Bills defense here, but I'm still not totally sure that they're really – how good of a defense they are anymore when they lost three of their best players. So that's why I'm liking the over for the Bucks team total. Now, we mentioned that player props have been slow to be added for this game due to the questionable designations that Baker Mayfield or Chris Godwin had, but they're up now. We have a lot of player props for player props for this one. Excuse me, not player props. Is there anything that you're that you're eyeing for this one? I'm I'm trying to invest in Chris Godwin in this spot. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay. They're fourth in percentage of yards that come through the air, so they're going to be moving the ball that way. Nobody thinks Rashad White is a world beater, and if they're playing from behind, that only bumps that number up even higher. Buffalo has the fourth lowest opponent A dot, so what are we doing? We're throwing shallow. We're not hitting Mike Evans for those big plays because Buffalo wants to die by a 1,000 paper cuts instead of one big play, so go to, go to Godwin. His A dot's 30% lower than that of Evans this year. To me, if you want to play him in the catches market, the yards market, the alternate of either, I am in on Godwin in a pretty consistent basis here. I think he's a good play. He's 13th in the league in average cushion. So, I mean, he's getting room. These are going to be shallow completions. I think he could post one of those like eight for 70 kind of games. Yeah, that sounds like a typical Chris Godwin game. And that correlates well with you liking the Bills giving more than a touchdown yep. here. Definitely don't hate that play. For me, I'm looking at Dawson Knox. Not Dawson Knox, excuse me. Uh, Dalton Kincaid in this one. They're totally different players, but same position. First initial start it's a, starts with the D. So I get the names confused a lot sure. still. He's pretty bad when you work in, when you work in football <laughs> for a living. But he's been extremely efficient so far this year. And Dawson Knox will be out quite for some time. He's caught 25 of 27 targets this year. Yeah, That's the best catcher of all tight ends out of these 20 targets a season. And 10% higher than the next closest player. He caught all eight of his targets last week versus New England. So when basically when you get him the ball, he's good at catch it. The only issue is I'm looking at receiving yards probably 39 and a half. He has a very low average at the target of just 3.7. That's 27 out of 29. That's 27 out of 29 tight ends at least 20 targets. So he really has a lot of volume in this one to really go over the yards number of 39 and a half. I'd be more interested in playing his receptions prop once that's out. But I do think he'll have enough volume here because if you look at the Bills pass catchers outside Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. it's gotta be one of the it's gotta be like the least 
like has very they're very short on talent there. I mean, Gabe Davis is more that field stretcher. He's never gonna have like high volume in a game. And I almost played his over last week, thinking that Belichick's gonna take away like their best weapon at Diggs, obviously, and as your beneficiary. Then you only have one catch. So he's definitely a very unreliable player in that regard. And I think this is gonna be a breakout game for uh for Kincaid. I mean, they're really high on him drafting the first round. He's supposed to be that security blanket for Allen when Diggs isn't there. And he has shown that limited role. And I think he'll be a lot more involved in the offense in this game that this could be a breakout spot. I mean, you're one of our fans, experts at our pro football network. What do you think of uh, the spot for him here? I like this spot for him. You mentioned, I mean, he caught all eight of his targets last week. He was on the field. And when he was on the field, they're throwing the ball. Like the snap share between he and Knox is roughly 50, 50. But if Knox is in for the running plays and it's Kincaid more in the pass game, I like where you're headed here. Tampa Bay fourth in blitz rate. So if you're looking for those short dot throws, Gabe Davis isn't going to have time to get downfield. I don't care how fast he is. If they're getting home, bringing heat on Josh Allen, we know he's not running the way he used to. So those short little dump offs, I'm with you. This could be another five, six, seven catch game. Hopefully that gets there for the yardage. I'm with you on preferring catches over yards for Kincaid, but I, I, I will be investing in both and one or the other will make its way into the same game parlay article that will go up tomorrow morning. That's a nice tease for same game parlay article. Kyle just mentioned that he writes for every primetime game. By the time this article drops, that'll be live on the site, as well as our picks and predictions for this game, picks against the spread, player props, and more, as well as our player props article for this game. Now, before we go, I want to run one more thing by you. Sure. Stefan Diggs player props for this one. Buccaneers, the way to beat them defensively is through the air, and this could be a nice smash pop for Stefan Diggs. I'm going to read off some of the stats for the notable wide receiver ones versus Tampa Bay this year. Armand Ross St. Brown, 12 catches, 124 yards. A.J. Brown, 9 catches, 131 yards. D.J. Moore, 6 catches, 104 yards. Justin Jefferson, 9 catches, 150 yards. There's one anomaly here. It's Chris Olave. He had one catch for 4 yards. But if you remember that game, Derek Carr was playing her and it was supposed to be Jameis Winston. So by with all that in mind, Stephon Diggs' receiving yards prop, 86 and a half. Him to get over 100 yards is plus 130. With all that I said in mind, do you see any value in those props for him here? I don't mind it. It is a high number. I mean, 86 and a half, like you said, with the even juice on both sides here. If I had to pick it, I would go the over, like where you're headed here, thinking that it's going to be a pass-heavy script for Buffalo, given the strengths of Tampa Bay. I'm not overly invested in it just because if they get up early and it's by way, like if Gabe Davis hits a big play, that's seven points. Maybe defense puts him in a good spot. Maybe that's 14. I could see him getting scripted out of this game to some degree, given the projected spread and all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, if I'm going this direction, if he's going to see the 10 to 12 targets that he sees on a consistent basis, he's cruising past his number. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. In seven games this year, five of them he's gone over. He's gone over for at least 100 yards, and he's second oh, yeah. in the NFL in targets. Because as you mentioned earlier, this is not a deep receiving core to say the least, which is why I like uh, Kincaid to get a lot of targets here. Let's recap the picks. You like the Bills to cover. You're on Chris Godwin player props. I like the Buccaneers team total over. I'm in on uh, Dalton Kincaid player props. So that's a wrap for our Thursday night preview. We'll be back tomorrow, previewing the entire slate. Kyle, thanks for joining me. Let's have a good week this week. Let's do it. Thanks for having me.